Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Today, we had the reveal for the final shape, uh, and the the everything that entailed that, uh, which had so many story beats, we can't even cover it in one episode, so we're not even going to try. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was kind of the opposite. Uh, they're really holding this one close to the chest. So... Myth and I were we're we're gonna kind of break the mold a little bit here. Uh, normally, when we have these big reveals and stuff, uh, like we have a lot of story stuff to talk about, a lot of ideas of like where we're going with this, like what what can this be, where's where's this heading. But with, since the final shape is the, uh, and they said it a lot there in the in the reveal, the, like the biggest thing to happen in Destiny in all of Destiny, like this is the. This is the final everything. Like everything of the light and darkness saga is leading up to this moment of that of of that expansion of 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 all of destiny is leading up to that. So they are definitely keeping a lot of secrets uh, <laughs> around this thing, and rightfully so. Um, so, yeah, myth. How where where do you, where do you want to kind of break this down at? Yeah, so uh, what we're going to do this time around is we're going to discuss the few little details that we could glimpse through the showcase and the trailer and uh, the post-interviews and and those kinds of things. Um, But yeah, like like I said, there really isn't a whole lot of info that we got as far as mysterious story beats. Um, It's pretty much they gave us the location and we got a couple cool... Uh, views of that location and then it was you know the story is there's the witness go get him yeah uh it's, <laughs> so it, it as funny as that as funny as that is that literally is like the like and 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 during the post interviews that was one thing they kept reiterating was like hey there's this big bad baddie go deal with it like mm-hmm. that's that seems to be the theme for final shape is de- yeah. deal with the thing that has been threatening us for 10 years which to be clear is not I'm not saying that's a bad thing by any means um but it it by that being their only message in the showcase that also means there's not a whole lot of nuance or mystery that we haven't already discussed at length sure um it's, so it's very much gonna, an ending it's it's a yeah it it is it is a closure uh on on a, 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 a would you call it like a punctuation at the end of a sentence? Like it, it is that finaling, finaling out of something. Yeah, it's um, not the end of the book, but the end of you know the end of the chapter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and and they have said specifically, and and we'll talk about um, kind of what they've talked, what they have talked about for the future of the game. But they they did come out uh, on. Um, Twitter after the reveal and it very specifically said like they're not done yeah like fi- final shape they did talk about uh, the um, addition of not seasons but episodes uh, after final shape and a lot of people are like well it is is that the epilogue and then we're really done and they they've said no they there is much more to come after that uh, so Final Shape is the ending of this story, but we can look forward to much more from the sounds of it. Yeah, but, uh, uh, the the way I'm taking it, taking it is kind of like every, everything that's that's been that mystery of Destiny, um, of like, 
what essentially everything around the light and dark, like like everything around the collapse, everything around the traveler, all of that seems like that's what's going to be wrapped up um, yeah. with final shape, and then we're going to start having essentially new stories. Like mm-hmm. that's how I took it as yeah. well. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that. So, uh, but before we get into that side of things, let's talk about what we did see regarding final shape and the reveal. Uh, so it was confirmed for us that uh, the new location for the expansion is inside the traveler. Uh, we, we progress through the portal. Uh, we go and they, they said inside yep. the traveler in the showcase, uh, which is just being referred to as the traveler's pale heart or the pale heart. Yep. Is the name of the location. Um, and I have, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. So, well, I guess lead, lead us off. All righty. Uh, so when they kept saying inside the Traveler, I, w- I was like, is this really, like, is that it? Is that, you know, everyone, like, always jokes about, like, what's inside the Traveler. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it was very interesting to me to see, like, how they played it off as almost, uh, almost an alternate universe. And I think, Myth, you and I even talked about it, too, is, like, what if where the traveler went was somewhere that hadn't been touched by light and dark? But I think it's I think it's more than that. I think that this space is because uh, they describe a lot how like the area around you kind of reacts to you, and there's something that mm-hmm. has been in there before you, and that thing that has been in there before you is the witness. And so there's a whole yeah. area of this space that is very reactive to the witness. So. It's the 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 area has this very like Alice in Wonderland vibe, this alternate universe, yeah. this alternate reality type thing that 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 I mean, when you first pop it, when you when we see the the in the in the trailer there where they go through the portal, and the first thing they they do is they're in the tower, they're in the old D one tower, and it's all mm-hmm. growth, it's all uh, uh, vines and and flowers and green and it's pretty and it's it's but it's like it's it's vivisected like there's there's so much of this world looks like it's like just chunks of of something else or something that has just been divided up into into like like a dissection thing like like what we see inside the the uh the pyramid ships with the with the dissection dissected uh worms um yeah so yeah it's 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 this very God, I I love I, that's Alice in Wonderland and like through the Looking Glass, all of that. I love that stuff. So like when we saw that in Root of Nightmares, I fell in love with that place. And now, yeah, there's an entire world of this shit. So to me, that screams a lot of the idea of that consciousness. Like this area yeah. is truly reacting to consciousness, uh, and is. Which we talked about that with with the darkness itself of darkness. The power is a is is a reactionary force that uh, deals with consciousness. Um, so I don't know. That kind of that kind of scares me on, on one hand. Like, so okay, so we're inside <laughs> the traveler, and it's and it's reacting to consciousness. Does that mean the traveler is dark? Like, what the hell? But I don't know. Well. Um, yeah, that that brings up a couple of of points there. So, the uh, the stated in the showcase, the stated objective of the witness, and we don't know 
you know, if this is a little bit of a red herring or if this is a very generalized statement, but um, they state in the showcase that the witness has complete mastery of the dark and it has entered the traveler to also gain mastery over the light. And by having the ability to use both, they would have the ability to rewrite reality to fit the purpose they believe everything should fit. And I think that's the big driving force there, that that everything needs purpose. Because we know that's kind of like yes. the witnesses, that's his, that's his thing, or I guess their thing. Um, yeah. Like, ever since they came, again, referring back to the uh, the Witness origin trailer, or cutscene, rather, um, the Witness had no purpose for so many years, or the Witness's people had no purpose for so many years. They just lived in... in I guess I, I guess utopia like euphoria I don't I don't know yeah um, it seemed implied that it was it, it was a, a utopian society as far as there was no internal conflict yeah um, and so without that internal conflict or or any type of conflict everything just kind of like felt stale to them and so they didn't know what their purpose was they're like is like up until they found the traveler, they kind of had a purpose, right? Like it was like get through the desert, like survive, yeah, <laughs> yeah. live. Uh, now it's this that, that euphoria, and, and so then when they came across the veil, there's the veil showed them the vision of the beginning of the universe, um, and then they were like, "Oh, okay, well, I can create purpose. I can, I can, I can be the purpose-driven thing for the universe and and bring the universe to that final shape." Uh, so yeah, so it definitely seems like that's where they're that's where the witness is is wanting to do like and and it's interesting that you brought up the the that idea of the they already have mastery over the dark and so you know we we obviously we see that when he during lightfall campaign where he just like suk suk and then the all the ships and the the guardians and the ghosts inside mm-hmm. of him just poof all get vivisected into nothing um and then he just does his little triangle dip 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 i'm going inside now uh and so I mean, what in like we as guardians can use the light and dark, but clearly we don't have mastery over either one. <laughs> well, yeah. So and then, like, I, I what think... what does a being with light, with mastery over light and dark do? Like, what does that mean? Well, I think there's a couple of things that we can take from that. Um, the to to go back real quick to one of your earlier points about you know. In, we're in the Traveler, and the Traveler is reacting to us, and does that mean the Traveler is dark? I don't think that's the case. I think, actually, if we go back to your idea of the veil being a focusing lens for the Traveler's abilities, I, I, you know, we, we could apply that same logic here. Perhaps inside the Traveler is just unfettered, oh, literally yeah. anything can happen energy, and only by being exposed to dark a consciousness with intent of something to do with that energy does it then start to create things uh, otherwise it just does like what we see in the trailer where it just runs willy-nilly and just whatever you think happens happens though the one thing that keeps coming to my mind is that one scene that looks like it looks like a vertebrae but then like there's hands at the end of it and it's like a thousand yeah. hands that are opening up. I'm like, Oh my God, that is There's the freaky stuff. shit I've seen in so long. <laughs> like they want to up the horror game. They've done it. I'm, I'm here for it. Honestly. I'm excited. Like, uh, but yeah, so I think the idea of perhaps the traveler 
not being able to direct its own energy or 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 needing a being of dark to um give form to things within that light energy uh might be why it's reacting to the witness clearly and then us as well because we're carrying that in sure um so, now as far as mastery over it though yeah i i think you know i think it's a case where our guardians are very powerful but have barely scratched the surface <laughs> i think you're right like if you look at the witness their people existed for eons in study of this thing before they became the witness and then who and then who knows how long you know billions of years after that they've been the witness to understand and hone their control over dark and our guardians although you know we've we've pieced things together and we're plenty powerful we're still constrained by the forces that we know already exist you know like even the the mental forces were tying this this thought this these notions of dark to like oh this is a representation of to this thing and this is a representation of this thing uh and for the light it's like okay we're using light to make fire or lightning or you know uh void which is gravity kind of uh but it, they're all they're all things that we we didn't create something wholly new they're all just kind of like most of those instances manipulations of a theme not not a theme uh, of a of an already working theory right I guess, it's, I guess i guess at that point in time it's it's a law right like the yeah. law of gravity is no longer a theory like we've we've proved how it works so therefore it is a law so, so yeah. with with in reference to light, like we're using those abilities uh, within our understanding of how physics of the universe works, and with yeah. darkness being tied to consciousness, consciousness is such a it, it's such a broad thing. It really is, and so and and not just a broad thing. It's a very I'm trying to think of what word that would be. Um, I, I don't even know. I don't, I, there's a word for it and I can't, I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but it's, it's just abstract. That's what it is. Consciousness is, is an abstract thing. Like there's, there is no concrete thing to say this has consciousness. Like, um, to think of a, of a flower, like does a flower have consciousness? Well, it has automated systems, sort of like it has to take in nutrients. It has to turn that nutrients into food to then feed itself. Like, does that equate to consciousness? Um, a lot of times we uh, equate sentient thought to consciousness. Well, mm-hmm. is that a is that a true statement? You know, like so. Even the idea to me of consciousness is um, an abstract thought. Um, yeah, and e- even in Destiny, we can kind of we can kind of go to that too. Like the idea of the nine, like the planets all having their own consciousness, and that's just kind of a like mind blowing thought there. So yeah, it it's a uh, with with but because it's such so abstract you it's hard to make it um for one person to describe something in an abstract way to, and convey exactly what they're meaning and exactly what they're feeling to the person in front of them and so yes. that's that's where like the the point of darkness 
it's hard to even convey those ideas and thoughts between different darkness stuff. Like we ha- we have concrete things in the in in Destiny because video game. Like I I can't just say, well, I want Strand to do what the fuck I want it to do, and then Myth is gonna have right. it do whatever the hell he wants to do, and then those two dudes over there are gonna do it a different way. Like yes, sort of because of you know fragments and aspects and stuff like that and build crafting, but like the actual idea of Strand, it it's kind of fucky like you can't you you can't have this like everyone can do whatever they want because video game like there has to be systems in yeah. place but it, for lore and pur- for lore purposes uh you could absolutely do whatever you want i mean case in point look at what osiris does with the uh, with the light inside um uh, uh with his reflections inside the um god i'm having a hard time with words today man infinite uh, forest yes inside the infinite forest uh um, yeah he does it. He creates copies of himself just to study as many times as, as he can. And no guard, no guardian that I know of. I mean, have you ever done that with your subclasses, Myth? <laughs> no, I most certainly as haven't. Much as I want to. That's, I mean, like I never have. So, like, it's possible. It's just because video game, it's hard. Yeah, and it, it's just you know, it's one of those things where our guardian has had has had access to the dark for like. A couple of years. <laughs> say what since Elsie uh, beyond right. light. So we've literally had it for like two years, and we've gotten two subclasses out of it. And we're still kind of like confused at how these things work. Yeah, and so you know, for the witness having mastered the dark, it essentially means that a their imagination is the limit on what they can do with it and B like their imagination has become so much broader because their understanding of just the universe is so much more than what ours is and probably ever will be. That's, that's mind blowing. I love it. I love that idea. So, um, but yeah, need, needless to say witness witness bad yeah. to have both, both <laughs> of these abilities. And, and you know, they, they say again, the witness's final shape is this like cold solidified every single thing in the universe has one purpose that the witness has decided on. And like that, that is all that is, that is what they accomplish. And then they're, they're done. Like their life is, is done in the witness's grand design. That's, that's Um, kind of an odd thing to think of too. Like we, we know that that's what the witness wants, but we still don't know like, what that means right you know, and like what I, what is the ultimate what is the purpose is it is it literally I, just that is to just solidify everything like what's what is the witness's purpose like what 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 did he decide or they decide for themselves well, after i think the witness the has decided for itself that its purpose is to give purpose to everything else that's mind blowing. That's 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 a giant catch twenty two circular logic feeling, <laughs> feeling thing, right? Like a little bit, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So, um, you know, that's the the stated goal of the witness. Now, I I also do uh, this jumps ahead a little bit into kind of the gameplay stuff they talked about, but they they outright confirmed that the witness is the raid boss. Yep. Um, Big bad baddie and gotta what, kill him. Yeah, and what I found really interesting uh, is that they specifically said, and now I'm gonna have to find it here. Um, 
that that might not be the end question mark jesus christ uh so let's see here like like you you're saying yeah that here we they go were saying so that is not the end of the witness like even, they, even if we kill him in the it, raid like it's he still may not be dead yeah it, it they they leave it very um very kind of open for interpretation. So uh, this is the showcase recap article that they've put out. Uh, oh, and it, in it, it specifically says, uh, in the new raid, Guardians will confront the witness head on and try to break its hold on the pale heart. But even that might not be enough. Oh dot, God. dot, dot. Enough um, for what? Like enough so, to kill him? Enough to fix the Traveler? Enough to, enough to right, end the light like, and darkness saga? Like, <laughs> what, what does that mean? Um now they they have said in multiple places like that this is it there is a yep. conclusion to the the light and dark story but yeah like that makes me wonder like it does it not end the way like do we not win perhaps yeah. or, or win in the way we we think you know oh we won everything's you know rainbows and and uh and sunshine like may, maybe we defeat the witness but it comes at a, a big cost or you know i don't know um, okay so I, now that you say that, I kind of have like a an odd theory here. What yeah. if what if winning is exactly what Savathun wanted, and there are no light and dark powers in the universe, and the universe just is, just is. I mean, yeah. I mean, it it would it would really come into question as to like how do they explain our abilities after that. I mean, we'd lose um, them, right? But we know there's content that happens after the final shape. Sure, sure. Oh, oh, oh! Because of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking even beyond that. Like the episodes lead oh, up to gotcha. a final thing of like, oh, all of your light, all of your powers are gone because paracausality doesn't exist in the universe anymore. Like, <clears throat> almost, almost like a yeah, like I mean, a we cleanse the universe of paracausality. That would be an interesting route to go, but I feel like if if they do that, if they say paracausality is gone, then they've essentially just returned to the original flower game and that one pattern is just going to take over the universe again. Yep. Um and I I don't know, that that feels <laughs> that feels like a really long convoluted way to arrive at what you had before. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah no absolutely it, but it's just kind of like that like well what if that is the final story is like oh yeah. now you have to go yeah. beat vex up with nothing but a gun like that's all you have you have no resins <laughs> you have no nothing like you you have no grenade you, your grenades are actual grenades like hey i got actual a frag grenades, grenade yeah. i got a smoke grenade and that's all i got i guess yeah. at that point in time we just we've just turned into call of duty haven't we yeah, yeah. It's just like, and then Halo started. <laughs> Halo. Oh my God, what if? What if? It would be that would be quite the time, right? Like, like, hey, all of Destiny was just a prequel to Halo. Oh, uh, that that would be kind of wild. Dude, that'd be lie. that. That's mind blowing. If that's a thing, if that would be a thing, that'd be mind blowing. But uh, but yeah. So they show off this this um this new location in in the trailer, and they they show multiple areas of it kind of throughout the showcase. Uh, but I, I do yeah, want to idea... talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, because they they talked about how it's a linear space, 
So it's yes. it's very much like, hey, here's the portal at point A. You walk through. You it's it's tower. It's it's kind of heaven. Joe Joe uh, uh, Blackburn Blackburn right? Blackburn. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, I I keep thinking I'm. I keep thinking it's Joe Golgoroth, and I'm like, no, 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 that's that's not right. <laughs> um, Joe Joe describes it as like, hey, portals here. I walk through. Um, here's heaven. I walk a little bit more. Here's hell. I walk a little bit more. There's the witnesses spire or obelisk, and that's it. It, it does. It's not like a typical area um, that like I can start at where I where I jump ship into and make a full loop of the entire area and eventually end up back at that first point. It's very much a straight right. line um, from point A to point B. Yeah, and I'm I'm of two minds with this. Um, on on one hand, I'm re- I'm actually quite excited about that prospect because I uh, you know, I, a lot of people um, maybe less so nowadays, but you know, there, there's definitely a poor uh, period of time where people heard linear and they're like, ew, hallway right, simulator. Right. Um, and that, that's not how I view it. I, and I, I don't think that's what we were, what we were uh, going to get here. When, when they say linear, what I envision is you don't hit a patrol zone. You never, you're never in a public space. You, you never have a moment in the campaign where it's, hey, go do these three bounties or whatever. Oh, it's okay. going to be purely mission to mission to mission to mission. There isn't a hub you're returning to to check in with Nimbus or right. whomever. It's just going to be like, you got to go. You got to get there and stop the witness because everything is at stake and you don't have time to go talk to Ikora about crafting a glaive or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, on one hand, I, that's really exciting to me because that that thought, like the the idea of that kind of campaign, like it, it really makes you kind of feel the pressure and be like, yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta, you know, it it, it raises the stakes a little bit for the player. I I think it also brings and, back a little bit of old school storytelling, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, they can, they can tell a good beginning, middle and end because they can pace it how they need to pace it the entire way through. Absolutely. They're, they're not necessarily going to have to contend with, well, I, I stopped off here to do, you know, these bounties I need for my story. And then this public event happened and that looked kind of cool. So I'm going to go do that. And then, oh, I found this treasure chest over here and I'm going to spend a half hour trying to figure out how to unlock that. Like, and you kind of lose the the urgency of oh yeah I was supposed to be doing something right right um, so I, I feel like it will it will keep people on track as to really like feeling that momentum uh, it hopefully means they can tell a tighter story and I I think it, it just kind of trims the fat a little bit it, it it there's less opportunity for that blow of go talk to this vendor go do these things. Um, by just making those not exist, yeah. uh, which also means that the narrative team and the people that cr- are creating it really got to be firing on all cylinders because they don't have any, you know, any uh, bumpers to fall back on. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think they have it in them. But uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a people are either going to people are going to feel it a lot more good or bad. Um, 
it's because it's going to be a much more focused thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different uh, direction for them to go, and it's it's interesting the way that you described it there is linear of just being mission, 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 not bumping into like like hey, I've I've loaded into patrol space B. And yeah. and that's where my that's where my dropship dropped me off off. And now I'm walking through and and I'm I know I've got to get over there to the mission. But hey, a public event started over here. Maybe I'll I'll stop and do that for a second, and then I'll go go finish on with my my mission. So yeah, that's that's I I I, I always thought that they they meant the literal sense of linear, like like it, it is just a straight line path, and it and 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 the world itself won't loop back onto itself. Like I can't sparrow up at the, at the new tower at the, at the garden tower and just sparrow mm-hmm. my way over to, over to hell and then sparrow my way up to the, up to the, uh, um, obelisk and then sparrow my way back down and turn around and poof. Now I'm back at the, at the deal. But no, I, I, I think your definition there of linear of like mission, 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 no, no stop off for public event, no stop off for lost sector, no stop off for bounties is is a more accurate description of what they were trying to uh, convey there. Yeah, and and that's not to say that this new location isn't going to have public spaces and um and you know those public events and and those kinds of things uh because they do they specifically say after you've completed the campaign the destination opens up yep. and then the new, then you have access to the activities and the secrets and and that kind of thing. Um, almost but like uh, almost like Dreaming City did. Yeah, yeah, and I, I equate it um, very similarly to like Dreaming City was a thing that you got after the campaign. That was it was wild when you got there for the first Absolutely. time during Forsaken. You're like, there is so much more. Holy cow! And th- and then like the uh, first time you find that that like there's hidden platforms that yeah. you can only see if you drink this 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 weird brew, and then you jump through these platforms and it's they're jumping puzzles, and then you get to the end of it and there's a treasure chest, and you're like, well, if there's one, there's got to be more than one, right? And sure enough, there's like ten per week, like <laughs> that 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 alone, like I I. Uh, I will forever see the Dreaming City as like my favorite destination. I, it's, oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. When we first got there, um, again, this is all the way back in Forsaken. Um, when we first got to it, I can remember my wife looking at the space and going, This is my new dreadnought. I can just sit on a point up here in the middle of the cliff or middle of nowhere and just snipe people and just sit there and pop, 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 pop. This is my relaxing place. And I was like, this place feels amazing. Like it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. There's puzzles. There's events. There's little things to do here and there. There's there's hidden events in there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that a lot of destinations have hidden events the way that Dreaming no. City does. And no, the, and the, I, the I one in particular that I'm remembering is the uh, the big um, Taken boss that spawns and in, in oh god it's in the it's in the northern area. I can't remember the name of the, oh. the boss where it spawns and then yeah. like a little orb appears and you got to pick the orb up. Yep. And while you're holding the orb, you can't double jump. So you have to like throw the orb to your teammates and then you have to charge it up on a little pedestal. That's, that's kind of a, a little floating rock off the, off the edge. And then you got to bring that newly charged up orb up to another floating pedestal and dunk it in a thing. And then that spawns a chest. 
like that level yeah. of and that whole thing is like that's like an event like that's like a almost like a public event but it's not like an announced public event or even like mm-hmm. the blight orbs that like you keep shooting them keep shooting them keep shooting them taking or just pouring out of it and then eventually a taken boss spawns and you kill the taken boss and he drops two chests like yeah they don't they don't really or or the or the three rocks the three rock rings at the opening yep. Like that spawn a boss. You, yeah, you, I remember you were like, "I've never done this before." I keep seeing it, and I keep trying to get other people to get there, and and we can never <laughs> get it done. And then like, I was like, "Well, my wife and I can join you. We'll just do the thing." And so then we just showed up and we did it. it spawned a boss, and and then you got to triumph for it. Or like while you're going through the missions, there's the uh, the taken boss, the om nom nom boss. Um, mm-hmm. Secrets like that are like, again, I don't think that they've ever really done anything since then. And so I'm excited to see how, um, how the inside of the traveler. Because I, I don't, I don't. Are, are we just calling it the Pale Heart then? As far that as is, like a, that a, is a literally place? what they name it as the location is the Pale Heart. Okay, then. So I, in that in that case, I, that's what I'm hoping that the Pale Heart is. Is it's that level of yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Like, and and again, I know it's coming after the campaign because that they really stress that too. Is that the campaign is like the main focus of like big bad baddie. He's there. Don't get distracted. We can't get not yeah. not don't not even don't get distracted. We cannot get distracted. Full stop. Go kill him. Yep. Um, so yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see how that space opens up and and to see if there's more secrets like that, like dreaming dreaming city style, which I think that's what they're mm-hmm. going for. That that's the impression I get, um, and I I really hope that is the case because dreaming city is unmatched in so many ways, and and the the satisfaction satisfaction of exploring and just discovering things like every single zone has so many hidden things absolutely like it's it's wonderful and i really do hope that this is a return to that um but but yeah so going back to the the trailer proper uh we we do get a little uh teaser of some of the locations that we see in the pale heart uh the first and most notable being uh the d1 tower or a a dream version of the d1 tower like it's not literally the tower was taken out of the city but uh again i i think a lot of this space when it's reacting to us is reacting to the memories of the guardian and is creating things that the guardian like secretly uh finds as like comfortable spaces or um you know ha- has a tie to in some way absolutely i mean and uh, the uh the the road the highway that we originally got yeah. raised on is in there like yep there's all and, but it's funny too because like the road where we get rezzed at is almost like in that in-between space. Like it's almost a, a hell area. It's almost a darkness area. So it's like, yeah, like as far as like store, a storytelling element, that's pretty cool. Like to think of like, Oh, this was where we started, but was it really a good thing? Like we could have gone either way in this path. We could have gone fully light, like kind of like heading. If you think of that as like the middle point of this, of this map mm-hmm. and saying, well, this is the middle point. We could have gone full dark and ended up over there, the obelisk, or we, we could have gone the way that we went and gone full light and ended up at the, at the, at the tower. So it's again, just the symbolism of stuff in there is yeah. really cool as far as a storytelling element. Well, and they, they even use the forsaken voice line, you know, 
the line between light and yeah. dark is so very thin. Yeah. Uh, and they literally made the road we were resed on <laughs> kind of the line between light and dark. That is super cool. Um, yeah, symbolism in it is really cool. Like the locations very much seem to be kind of Destiny's greatest hits. Uh, Absolutely. And I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I I saw a lot of reaction. You know, I'd made the mistake of reading chat uh, for you, a brief second. You fool! You fool! <laughs> uh, and there was a lot of reaction about like, oh, it's just copy pasted assets and blah blah blah, and like. I really don't think that's what's happening no. here. It's, um, it, the way that Joe described it was that... Uh, um, God, I'm, I'm trying to remember the way he described it now. Um, he, he had a really good way of describing it, of like, this is like the the pinnacle of like everything that's happened. And so mm-hmm. like, it's supposed to be that like distilled... Distill, that's what he kept saying, that distilled version of Destiny, like all the high points all in one spot. So like yeah. the tower the the res the like all those things that like with without the tower we had we didn't we didn't have the final we didn't have the last city type thing like without the res we didn't exist as a guardian so like it's supposed to be all those high those really really high points throughout the the lifespan of destiny of of our player character all in one spot all of this like again reacting kind of to our presence there and what we is and 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 Throughout the 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 reveal trailer, they show different things of like, hey, here's Europa. Here's um, yep. the 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 other big one they really keep showing is the Vault of Glass. I mean, the Vault yeah. of Glass was a really really high point for Guardians, as or just even just players because this is the first, the first raid, the first raid, and and I hesitated because I is this the first raid? Was that the first raid in all of first person shooters ever? Um, I I don't want to say think, it was because I I don't I don't know yeah, enough about I mean, first person shooters enough. There there may have been yeah you know, there may be some an older game or something that I'm I'm not familiar with, but I mean Destiny kind of did what it did yeah before anyone else. So I I think maybe it is accurate to say it's the first you know I mean FPS MMO ish yeah raid. Because and again, this is this is I I come I'm coming from kind of an MMO side into Destiny um, and thinking of a raid and thinking oh okay we've got you know mechanics we've got ads we've got a DPS phase we've got a tank we got a healer we got some DPS you know we, you only have so many reses per battle you, you like it's 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 very much a a mechanic heavy event that you are playing through with multiple people. And and in a first person shooter, I don't know that that was ever done before. First person shooters were typically just like a hey, bad guy over there, kill him, shoot him, keep going. Yeah, you know, oh, bigger, badder, bad guy over there, shoot him more. Oh, here's a here's a here's a a gun to deal with bigger, badder health. Now now use it. Okay, now go on to the next thing. Whereas like Destiny truly was that level of like hey, this you shot this thing and it opened up a panel and it dropped out an orb figure out what to do with that orb or die. So yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. The the fact so, that they kept showing that vault of glass stuff was like this is neat. And <laughs> of course, <laughs> they had to show vault of glass with freaking Gallahorn in it and I'm like, okay, right. we get it. We get it. We all missed it the second week Zer was it the second week Zer was ever ever in existence? 
that he yeah, sold Gallimore? I think it was like second or third. And league. everyone looked at exactly it. And what, they, so. even, they even said in the in the post uh, interview, they were like, yeah, everyone looked at this guy and they were like, well, I'm not ever buying that. Screw, I'm not ever putting an ex- exotic rocket launcher. <laughs> I'm not putting that in my heavy slot. I'm going to use my exotic for something else. And then like the, the 40 people that did were like, oh my God. Dude, this yeah. thing freaking slaps. <laughs> you got a whole fire team of this? Like, you're going to just destroy shit. And then it became this whole, like, well, now you can't come in unless you have this. And everyone's like, but it comes from that. And, well, guess you got to find somebody else. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it, it, the fact that Vol- they kept showing that is, is, a is a big moment for Destiny. Yeah. And Vault is so important, not only in, in the way, not only in the fact that it was first, but it was also like, that was the quintessential moment running vault of glass i think was when people really got it yeah when it really clicked like oh this, this is, is destiny. what destiny yeah. is um yeah. and i i you know i i don't think this is planned necessarily but vault of glass is also i as far as i'm aware the only place that has the text um guardians make their own fate Yep. And that's technically kind of the final fight here. The witness is trying to decide what everyone in the universe should or should not be doing and what their purpose is. I, I think and we're, we're going to see that text in this new raid. Our guardian is fighting the witness to decide our own fate. I think so, I think we're going to see that text come up in that in that. I raid. hope we do. That'd be I'm, really cool. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. That is the only spot that that text has ever shown, and that's always the big meme, right? Like, or not even the big meme. Like the theme, uh, yeah. honestly, is is the anytime something happens, guardians make their own fate. Like, cool. I yeah. I tell my own story, and so yeah, it's I I think we're going to see that. I think we're, I definitely think we're going to see that. I think so too, and so kind of. You know, continuing that theme of you know Destiny's greatest hits and and these most impactful moments for our Guardian, uh, I think we can also maybe attribute the fact that the the environment is reacting to um, these locations that our Guardian has emotional ties to, and creating those locations perhaps literally out of nothing. Yeah, like um, that giant freaking ghost. Right. I think we can equate that same thing, perhaps, to how Cade is back. I think you're right. I think, I, I think I th- that's going to explain a lot of why Cade is back. Yeah. That's- I, I think Cade is just kind of a, not, I don't want to say a specter, but it it's not that the Cade got revived, I feel. I think it's that we have such an emotional tie to him and you know, probably wish to see the full van have the support of the full Vanguard. And so the world of the pale heart is reacting to that and, and creating him. I think you're right. I, I 100% think that that is how Kate is, is quote unquote coming back is that he is a, I, I don't want to just describe him as a memory because like you right. said, it's more than that. Like, when when he died in Forsaken, that was a rallying point for all Guardians everywhere. Forsaken was like the, hey, this is either going to br- make or break Destiny. Like, at, when, when Forsaken came out, it was really this time in Destiny where, like, a lot of people were really questioning, like, hey, is this really a franchise that's going to last? You know, we're, we're in year, I think at that point in time, we were at year four uh, of Destiny. Uh, yeah. 
So it's like I think like, so. I think that was the start of year five. I think maybe the start of year four or start of year five. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, but it was it was at that that big lull after Curse of Osiris and Warmind because Curse of Osiris mm-hmm. and Warmind really didn't hit as hard as they thought it was going to. I feel. And uh, definitely not. And I, I mean, I'll admit it. I, I took a break there um, uh, during Curse of Osiris for sure. Um, and then came back uh, shortly before Forsaken when I knew Forsaken was going to be a thing. And then kind of got caught up on those. And was like, oh, this is actually kind of really enjoyable stuff. Like, you, you can see old systems there that have evolved, like the crafting system. The crafting oh, yeah. system, yep. I feel like, definitely evolved from that original idea in Curse of Osiris of like, here's a weapon, here's here, you have to get so many items of a thing, and once you craft that one, now you can craft the next one. Like you couldn't craft exact rolls of anything, but I think at the time everything was just an exact roll, so you couldn't. Yeah, there, it was all static. Yeah, there was no random rolls to be had. So yeah, no, and then like um, the bringing mystery back, like once you got to the end, of, uh, towards the end of Warmind, was the Whisper mission, like. I, that level of of like discovery of oh my god what in the fuck is this thing what is like you're just you're, uh, the way it was discovered from my understanding was just a bunch of dudes around io just doing public events and all of a sudden <laughs> they find a take a big taken guy and you're like what the fuck is that and they killed it and they're like okay well if there's one is there more and so they start looking around and sure enough they find two more they kill all three of them and then this portal appears and they're like, what the fuck is this? And they enter the portal, and now all of a sudden, they're in a totally different space. There's a timer going, and they're just like, what the, f- where do we go? What is happening? Like, and you get through the whole thing, and here's this, the the black black hammer. Uh, was it Black Spindle? Was it Black Hammer and Black Spindle? Was that the name of both of them? Uh, they were, the, they, they functionally did the same thing, but I think they were, Two separately they, named I, guns. Yep, I knew they were two separately named guns. I just couldn't remember if, if that was the actual names of the two guns was Black Hammer and Black Spindle. I think that's what the what the two two guns were. And they hand yeah. it to you get to the end of the mission and it hands it to us as a heavy weapon called Whisper of the Worm, and you're like, What the hell? And then you take it into a boss fight and you're like, This is a DPS king. I can't I, I never have to reload. I just as long <laughs> as I hit my headshots, it's just pop, 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 pop. And it's funny because uh uh, I do I do a thing for our clan where we do kind of like a fun raid, and the most recent one we did was uh, Taken King, and I said, well, the only thing you could bring was Taken weapons, and so that one class that one qualified because it has a Taken appearance to it, and that's what we did DPS on Oryx for, and it actually kind of slapped still, like it it did the thing, it it definitely got us like that's what we use for DPS on uh, on on uh, War Priest, and I didn't think we were gonna get it. It was it was a rough <laughs> four phase, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it got the job done. So yeah, it was yeah. it was kind of neat to see guns like that still doing their thing nowadays. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's I think that's what like and then Forsaken drops after that and now it's this big rallying like Cade has been killed. And every single person that loved Destiny at the time was like, I need a piece of that ass. I need to go kill something. I need to go avenge Cade. Like I, th- this is it. I, th- that that is not standing in my world. No, nobody just kills Cade and the and ju- and we just go along eating our lunches and shit. Like that's not going to happen. So yeah, it's it's because it's that level of emotional tie with Cade. I think that that is what's happening here in the in this in this space in the Pale Heart is. Again, thinking of that idea of this space is tied—I I don't want to say tied to consciousness, but it seems like consciousness has a big um, play here. So maybe it is tied yeah. to consciousness. 
reacts to it. Yeah, at least. yeah. And so again, consciousness and emotion, those kind of go those can go hand in hand like so yeah, it's it's not a surprise mm-hmm. to see that that Kate thinking of that of how they describe the space, it is no longer a surprise to see Kate here. Like I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more past yeah. entities like hell we might see Rasputin here. You know, like I I don't know. Like it's it's interesting to to see to see it that way. Yeah, um you know, it's it's uh that idea of, you know, light and dark together are what created the universe. And so it makes sense that light and dark together on a smaller scale would still create things. Absolutely. Uh It's like but, our own little mini distributary, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, one that we're fighting for control over, really. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So and and kind of talking about Forsaken and and the impact that Forsaken had. Um, I think that's a good segue into uh, a a mechanical feature that they're adding that I am really really happy about, and that is this thing that they are calling timeline reflections. Yeah. Um, and they are, it, it seems based on, on what I'm, what I saw, they are choosing kind of those really impactful story moments from the various expansions, starting with Forsaken and, and moving up, uh, that they feel like players really need to, to play through, to experience, to have a, a good notion of like why that moment in destiny history was so important. Like a, like a baseline cliff notes of like what happened in destiny. Yeah. And it's like yeah. this, it, 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 to me, it'd be like the, 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 the human equivalent of like, Hey, world war one was important. World war two was important. Like things like that is, is the level that I see this on. Like, it doesn't necessarily matter every little every little teeny tiny detail that happened during those missions or during those times, but the fact that they happened, you need to understand why they happened and the and the main uh, events that happened within to kind of understand this space that you're jumping through. So yeah, yeah, and um, you know, Cade's a good a good example. They have confirmed that the first mission of Forsaken is going to be one of these timeline reflections where you play through Cade's last stand and you see the death of Cade. Uh, and the events that immediately leading up to it. And um, that makes sense. People need to know, people that didn't play during Forsaken uh, are going to need to know that who he was, at least at a, a base level, and and the fact that he died to really understand who this person is, why it's, you know, why is it such a big deal that they're showing up in this new expansion? Absolutely. Uh, now, I, I was kind of bummed that they specifically said that the timeline reflections are starting with the event with the events of Forsaken. Um, I would have loved to see a... them start at the Red War, but I have a sneaking suspicion <laughs> it doesn't start at the Red War because they don't want it to, but because there's some legalese with Activision that's, going on there. I was going to say, that's probably the more correct answer there. Because honestly, yeah. like if they really wanted to be impactful, it does need to start all the way back at D1 and kind of like hit the big story beats of there. Like again, we're seeing Vault of Class in these, in these uh, uh, cutscenes. So it's like, 
yeah. how much how much of that are they legally allowed to show and not have to pay Activision? So yeah, it's I I understand it. It fucking sucks, but I get yeah, it. Like I yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Um but returning to the the trailer for a moment, I the only kind of two one minor thing and one more major thing that stick out to me uh, about what we saw in the trailer specifically um the minor thing is that our ghost is damaged yeah he's in all the footage um which is very interesting because i mean they're not currently in game um so something happened that dealt them quite the blow i'm still kind of focusing on on that with the idea of every time we see the witness through that cracked lens right yeah like yeah and they showed that like well i I thought that wasn't like up front and center but like some of the some of the like pre-game uh stuff that they were showing the the Mm -hmm. in-game footage of stuff showed the witness a few times and and every time it's through that cracked glass like when our when our ghost talks to the veil we pull up kvostov and we're looking through that class that cracked glass like there's something there i still haven't fully understood what the significance of that is but i think that that is a very important thing uh because i and and well no i guess it is the entire ghost i couldn't remember if it was just the ghost shell that was cracked or if it's the ghost itself is also looks damaged but i think it's i think the ghost itself is also damaged yeah so it's um it's a little bit of both uh so i've got a freeze frame of up of it now um there's like some some burns and kind of scarring on the ghost shell, but then there are actual cracks like leaking light that yeah. are in the the ball of the ghost, the center of the ghost. Gotcha. Um, Very much so, like a Traveler's Chosen, uh, or, yeah. Or the yep. The I can't think of the the seasonal stuff. Or hell, even Cade's gun in the in the yeah in the earlier trailer where his gun is like leaking light. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Similar effect. Um, so it's, it's, something has happened to, to ghost. I, and it it is interesting that, you know, maybe it's just them being ominous, but ghost, you know, in the trailer also says like, you know, I, I need you to rise one last time. Oh, it makes me think we're losing them. Right. It makes me think we're losing paracausality. Like what is, why would you say that? I wonder if we're not going to lose paracausality, like light and dark are still going to be around. I I am wondering if we're going to be losing ghost. Maybe, maybe, and maybe the whole not... idea of ghost was to get to this point of the final shape was to get a, right. a species or a race or whatever. In this case, humanity to get them, to help them to that final shape and to, and to survive it and to, and to triumph over it to then be like, okay, I can finally rest now. And then all the ghosts just go night, night. Yeah. I, I have, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose ghost at the end of this. And if I, if part of us losing them is that our, our guardian can now wield light and dark without them. Sure. Uh, because we've been able to wield dark without ghost. We saw that all the way back at beyond light. Yep. Um, but we've, we've never wielded light you. without ghosts. That's true. 
And so I, I wonder but if this know, is going to be leading up to... But we know for a fact it's possible, because look at the splicers of, of um, the Elixni. Like, wielding well, the light without... Oh, but I guess they're still using some type of they're device. They're still using their gauntlet. They, they've created a device that the light is being siphoned you're, through. You're talking just free-wielding free yeah. the light as just like, I'm just going to conjure the light. You know, I'm sitting here in my chair recording this episode. I'm going to conjure the light now. Cool. Boop. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So I I have a feeling that if we do lose Ghost, it is going to also be true that we won't need them anymore mechanically to have access to light and dark. Gotcha. Well, but, that, that'd be a big loss, though. Ten years of this little guy? I haven't even yeah. named mine. I feel bad now. <laughs> I, keep, uh, I keep trying to think of a cool name, but I can't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything. Uh, you know. Have you, um, have you named yours? No, actually, I God, haven't. We're bums. I mean, he's just—he's Nolan Bot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do, I do miss every time they do like a quick Dinkle Bot. I'm like, oh, what if? <laughs> I know. What I this know. is what could have been done? Because I, one of my friends still has the uh, the collector's edition for D1, and the ghost that comes in it is a Dinkle Bot ghost. Yeah, and that yeah. it's it's hilarious to listen to it. Um, but no, so the, the other thing that was revealed in the trailer, uh, which is of a greater, um, obvious significance is that, um, the Tormentor family tree is growing. Oh my God, dude, these things, they look fucking terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, these new enemies are called subjugators. Um, they look very similar to Tormentors, but a little, a little more streamlined, a little more Rulk, a little less. I was say, I, I saw a lot of Rulk in them. Yeah, um, and they, they, they are at least wielding have a head, right, like that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, yes. That's kind of the main difference between a Tormentor and them is they have a freaking head. They have a head, uh, but they are wielding. Whereas the tormentors were wielding void, which is kind of a light power. Still kind of fucking. Um, the subjugators are wielding both strand and stasis against us. Full, full on darkness. Like yes, that that's that's what's blowing my mind. Like ever since Witch Queen, we've never had a deal with paracausality used against us. It's always just been we're paracausality, we're the greatest. Like, yeah, they've yep. existed. Like hive magic is hive magic, it's whatever. Like, we don't even care about it. It's whatever. Um, but then like Oryx, like back in Taken King, we start seeing a little bit of that paracausality with uh Mara launching her paracausal attack against him and then him pushing back with mm-hmm. a paracausal defense slash offense thing. Um and and ever since Witch Queen we've started to have these powers used against us and says, yeah, how does it feel to take a blade barrage to the face? Kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, how do, how do you like taking a, a shield slam thrown down a hallway just going bing, 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 bing and slapping you in one shot in a Grandmaster? Because, you know, that's a thing. Um, so yes. You, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, and then the Tormentors are just straight up like, I'm just going to do Void. Like, I'm just going to launch Void at you. That's, you're you're going to take it and you're going to like it. And that sucked. Uh, <laughs> we'll definitely say that sucked. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got full-on darkness. We've got full-on crowd control. Straight up. Hey, you're frozen. Hey, you're you're suspended. That shit sucks. 
that shit's gonna hurt. Like if you're not yep. ready for it, and and they even allude to it there in, in some of the post stuff where they're like, hey, maybe hang on to a little bit of heavy for one of these when one of these things pop up. Like their idea of like, what if everything on the battlefield now has an arc soul? And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm I'm on the I'm on the offensive side of that 90 percent of the time because arc buddy is my favorite buddy, and arc in general is just my favorite subclass. So it's like I know how that feels on this end. Screw that. <laughs> I don't want that. So yeah, yeah, like it's these guys are gonna be they're gonna hurt. They are. And I for one am totally here for it. I absolutely I they annoyed the piss out of me at, at certain moments a hundred percent, but I absolutely loved the introduction of tormentors. Yeah. Because they they were an enemy that when they entered the battlefield, it was that you, like you kind of shit your oh, pants. Shit. Yeah. You kind of yeah, you're like, like you're scared of them. Yeah. You gotta deal with like it, it is a big thing. And and there really hadn't been any enemies like that. No. The, the hive guardians tried, but honestly, you could just kill them way too easily outside of like grandmasters. Um, and of that course, there's champions. Really, an issue. Then. Like champions, and champions, champions the same seem thing. like a little hard, but they like it. Definitely, it's it's definitely this is definitely like the evolution of the champion, right? Like yeah. the champion yeah. had like, oh, hey, they have a specific thing that you have to deal with. You you have to use to deal with them. Then the then the lucent hive is like, oh, you killed them, but did you really? And then they res back up, yeah. and you're like, well, <laughs> shit. So you kind of had to but, play that like risk reward with him of like I've got to kill it, but then I've got to get in there and I've got to kill it, I've got to finish it um, right. before it comes back. And then the tormentors, this whole idea of like you, you, they just they just don't stop, they just come at you nonstop. And then once you piss them off, because that's exactly what it, when you when you finish off the crit and their shoulders and their belly, they're just pissed off. Then, then <laughs> yes. they go into like <laughs> ultimate mode, and you're just like, oh fuck, I got to kill you now, or I am screwed. Um, so yeah, this is definitely an evolution of that. And then again, they mentioned that it's it's very much like when you have that battlefield uh, level of confrontation of like you you as a fire team or you as a solo or whatever versus like an army coming at you. And now this commander comes out and he's like, okay, now I'm going to start granting abilities. And you're like, well, shit, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I'm. I'm excited for it. They're scary, and I'm probably gonna not be happy about facing them oh, at no. least a mission or two. I'm I know for a fact I'm gonna cuss one out a few times. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like I'm here for it. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I want I want to be challenged by an enemy in I, that I, that in, in that way that isn't just they have a bunch of health. Yep. Yep. That 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 has always driv- driven me nuts about video games. And and I'm playing back through a couple games right now, um, and that's that's a lot of the core mechanics of like, hey, I'm the exact same thing I was ten ten minutes ago, except now I have octuple the health and octuple the defense. So now we're normally you know this, the exact same model enemy and everything that you were hitting on five minutes ago that you're doing you know ten thousand damage to it per hit. Now you're doing a hundred damage per hit, and I have triple the health bar. So you're just gonna be swinging on me for forty five minutes. That. Yeah. That's honestly driven like add add something to it. Give me something to react to. Give me something to to mess with and I think this is going to br- provide that. Yeah. But uh so moving on to the next kind of main narrative uh adjacent topic that was talked about uh is not necessarily story taking place in the game um but it is a change to how they're telling 
those stories moving forward. Um, so Bungie said that uh, post-Final Shape, seasons are no longer going to be a thing in the way that we currently understand them. Uh, seasons are being replaced instead with uh, what they are calling episodes. And these episodes, there's going to be three of them uh, that throughout the, the year uh, following Final Shape. And each episode is going to be uh, different in a number of ways compared to how seasons were previously. Uh, each episode is going to have three acts. Um, each act is going to be uh, across a period of six weeks. Um, and they're going, each episode is, is specifically going to be focused, at least for this first year, on the fallout in the rest of the universe of the events of Final Shape. Kind of giving us a, uh, a, a, a leaping off point to the next saga. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of an epilogue so that you, you know, to get you ready for for the sequel of whatever comes next. Yep. Um and I I am interested to see how this plays out. I'm all uh, for it. Bec- I'm I'm I, I'm 100% I, yeah. in for this. I I like the there, idea of it. There's a couple of things that I think are are really cool about it potentially. Um at least, you know, we'll we'll see when we actually have them in our hands, but uh you know, initial um reaction to what they have told us they will be is is pretty positive for me at least um because see i four seasons a year did feel like it was like there were times where they were just putting filler in because they needed to have enough you know to cover four seasons absolutely um and what they said in the showcase is that these episodes uh are kind of the the concept of being done with the big light and dark story is very freeing in a narrative sense because previously everything you did in the game in the seasons kind of had this looming bigger story arc that was going on that either gave you the the impression of okay why am i doing this when there's this other big thing happening in the universe like yep. why should i care about this smaller story or and then you it get was to the end of that smaller story and it's like oh because it played into that bigger story oh okay now well and the, and that's and that's the other thing is that it it kind of pigeonholed the writers so that literally everything to feel impactful everything had to yep. play into that bigger story somehow some way yep and with that being completed those restrictions are no longer there. Um, and that hopefully is going to lead to some really interesting exploration of, of the destiny universe and the content that there is. I, I think it's a really cool idea to, to make the universe of destiny feel a impact from the outcome of the final shape. And, uh, it appears based on, some of the images for those episodes um, that we are going to get a story around the Vex, a story around the Scorn, and specifically um, Fickrel, the fanatic, and then a story around the Hive. Yep. Uh, which makes sense because after Final Shape, like assuming that we win or we prevent the Witness from doing whatever they want to do, cool. 
the Vex are still out there. <laughs> the Vex are still doing what the Vex do, which is like turn everything else into dead yeah. or Vex. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of bad for a humanity thing. Well, huh? <laughs> so it, it makes sense that, okay, cool. The witness is done. We still got it's, stuff to do though. It's it's like rounding out all the final darkness stuff, right? Like yeah. the Vex, yep. the, the Scorn... Because, again, I always think, the Scorn specifically, I always think of them as, like, the undead of the Destiny universe. And in every yeah. every story, there's always been, like, a king of the undead, like a jailer of the damned type thing. And it's like, okay, well, if nothing is leading that, in every story, that shit has just run rampant and killed everything else, and you lose. Like, cool, you won, but did you really? And the Vex is... is a, 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 I hesitate to say a machine or a robot version of the same thing uh, because they, like, we know that they are a silicon-based life form. Um, but they they are. They're very much that like if the Vex are just left to run rampant, everything will either be dead or Vex, and that's it. <laughs> so yep. those two are definitely bad. The Hive is that odd one, right? Like the, the Hive exists specifically because of the promise or or bargain made at, at at the center of fundament with the worms and yeah. and the and the um and the krill. Uh so yeah, it's it, the hive is definitely an odd one, but I think that because they're so tied to darkness. Like I think of all the races in Destiny, they might be the most tied to darkness. Again, the, the a close second or even like tied for first would be the scorn. Um yep. because the darkness was used to create them. So it, I mean, duh. Um, but yeah, so it's, I, I think, I think all three of these episodes are going to be that level of like, how do we wrap up the force, the, the true forces of darkness, uh, and say, okay, they have now been either eliminated or dealt with in a way that they are no longer a, a true threat to humanity. Yeah. And from, from the hive perspective, so, uh, to, to preface this, that we have the names of the first three episodes. Um, episode one is going to be named Echoes. Episode two is named Revenant. Episode three is named Heresy. Dude, even in those names, and, I've got ideas. Right. So if we if we focus on the Hive one for a second there and the, the idea of heresy, the way I can see the Hive going, um, we know that you know we have this need to bring Savathun back to to enter uh the pale heart. We we've known that since the end of last season. Um so Savathun is presumably going to be a, a factor. Uh, heresy could be, you know, Shivu Arath, again, presumably is going to be dealt with at some point. Possibly heresy could be possibly this season. Um, if she survives, heresy could be us finishing off Shivu. Um, heresy could be us helping Savathun take control of the remaining hive and like revolting against the worms i i think Uh, that that's that's honestly my main thought with that one when i think of the of the heresy thing of like all hive have now given up their worms there is no more energy feeding chain up to mommy's idol or anything like that that is the end of the of the hive is sabathun truly gathering what is what is i I guess the the last of her people um, yeah, honestly, and, and and kind of taking them back and saying we are we are krill, we are hive no more. 
and uh, and that kind of fits the theme because you know the the vex in general are just a looming kind of thing in and of themselves um uh revenant like fickrel has been missing since um i think since lightfall whenever they removed the uh forsaken strike that fickrel was the boss of there was lore that was put into that season about how fickrel had abandoned the tangled shore and was mia yep so it makes sense that Fickrel would be, you know, gathering up scorn and would would become a, a player that we need to deal with. Uh, from the heresy angle, like there there are still worm gods yeah. out there <laughs> yeah. that we've never met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We only killed one uh, of them. <laughs> right. Like, uh, what is it? Yule, Ire, um, Zur. Like, Bert. there, there's at least. There's at least, I think, two or three that are still alive doing whatever worm gods do. Uh, Collecting and, energy. Right. And and this would make sense for us to be like, okay, we're going to put an end to them and free the hive to become whatever they want to become now. Absolutely. I, I definitely think uh, that that's, that's going to be the main story beat of that one. And then yeah. when, I, when I think of the Echoes one, like, what, are, what, <laughs> what did we just do an episode on? <laughs> 227 <laughs> versions of yep. Maya Sunderesh. Like, yep. I think we're going to be dealing with a lot of echoes of ourselves, of of humanity, of the soul system. Like, it's it's going to be a lot of dealing with like the is this a copy? Is this the real thing? Because we don't have a war mind to tell us anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, that's true. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of that uh, with the echoes. I one. I am kind of excited for echoes because yeah i'm of the same mindset i think we're finally gonna meet Amazon 12 i think um, so and i think we're gonna have a however many other with her. hundreds of of you know versions <laughs> oh, of God. her that there are i'm just imagining um, that space in like a in like a video game space and it's just her and like a thousand <laughs> yeah. mirrors and it's just like boop, 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 boop. yeah yeah uh now the other thing that i think we're gonna see in echoes and i hope we see in echoes is based on the the um, lore reading uh, that we looked up that you remembered and I confirmed existed. I, I couldn't find the actual uh, card when we were talking about it. Uh, but the many versions of Maya Sundaresh that are in the Vex network have supposedly or, or seemingly freed Praetith oh, from yeah. the time loop. Yeah. And so they, I would they love were the ones that helped him Praetith. get the signal out, weren't they? Right. Yeah. I would love to see Praetith show up in the Echoes <laughs> oh, episode. Oh, God. That poor man's going to have so much PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But with as big, again, with as big of a, a point as they made on like Vault of Glass yes. in the reveal, yes. like it would make a lot of sense to me if they pulled in you know, the, the prey to the storyline. I think, I think they are. I think, I think we're going to finally see something done with that. Um, again, because of how much vault of glass we saw in the, in the reveal trailer and that, that echoes is the first, uh, uh, episode with, that is launching alongside lightfall, uh, or lightfall. Damn it. I knew (laughs) I was trying to not do it once and I knew I was going to do it at least once. Uh, final shape. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other kind of cool thing about this episodic, uh, you know cadence that they have now is and again this is 
what they've told us. We'll, we'll see um, how it plays out when we have it in our hands. But uh, during the showcase, when they were talking about him, they said that they have been able to dedicate more narrative storytelling uh, resources to these episodes than they ever could with a season. Yep. Um, specifically, they said like there are more cinematics in one of these episodes than there are in any previous season we've ever had. I'm excited for this. I'm I'm Which genuinely is, excited yeah, for this. Like it's a big deal. I mean, for all of us lore kids out here, like this is gonna be the big like, hey, you're gonna get your you want story? Here's your story. And like yes. <laughs> Joe is like, we're not gonna put Bife out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's exciting. It's genuinely exciting to think that there's gonna be that much uh storytelling happening storytelling happening in the in the world uh that's up front and center that isn't hidden behind a bunch of lore cards it isn't it yep. doesn't it doesn't need episode uh doesn't need uh, guys like myth and my myself to break this shit down and go okay well this connects to that which then connects to this which then connects to that which then leads us to this final point over here which then starts all over with this point over there <laughs> so yeah yeah it's uh yeah i'm excited for it yeah, not not to say I don't love being the guy with you know the red strings on the, <laughs> the pinboard, but that's, that's how I imagine Myth does all of his uh, all of his researching. Is he literally <laughs> just has a cork board and he just has all this shit up, and then like when when he when he come, when we, when we start recording, he goes he just starts slapping his board. and He goes this this is what's happening, and I'm just like <laughs> I okay. Oh, but uh, the other thing that that I find interesting about these episodes is. According to the graphic they put out about them, uh, each act of each episode is going to span six weeks. Yep. And in those six weeks, uh, we are going to get with every act, um, we are going to get new quests, new story, new activities, new weapons, new artifact mods, new season pass ranks and rewards. Uh, that one was kind of neat. Then, the fact that they specifically said, like, hey, we're going to have 50 yeah. extra ranks for these next, for the Act 2, Act 3, and you're going to have 200 yep. ranks to get through and so much more rewards to get. And I'm like, that's that loot. Bring, yes, bring loot. Loot is awesome. Bring loot back. Loot is awesome. Um, and each episode uh, as a whole will have new exotic weapons and new, mi- new exotic missions and new armor. Um, but each act specifically, the things that you know I want to hone in on, because we are a, a lore-based podcast, uh, the new stories. And the way it was explained is that like it's, it's almost going to be... Uh, you know, act one, the, the story that happens in act one is going to be the beginning and the story of act two is going to be the middle and the story of act three is going to be the, the conclusion yep. of this, of this self-contained, uh, kind of narrative of this episode. And, and that was something that they mentioned a lot is that these episodes are kind of standalone-ish like you could play yes. through all of it as a single thing and not be lost anywhere like it's all a very self-contained uh episode so yeah i'm i 
I love it. I, 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 I've always loved the idea of like the seasons of like, Hey, all this stuff is leading up. It's all these little bits leading up to this big thing. And then the expansion happens and the big thing just explodes. And, and now has made a mess all over my desk and now I have to pick up the pieces of it. But while I'm picking up the pieces of it, now I've started this other little thread of like, okay, now I'm going down this road with these seasons and now it's slowly building up and building up and then boom, another, another big explosion of an expansion on my desk. And now I've got to pick up the pieces again. So this is going to be very much that a, a, I, I like that. I like the way that you described there. That Act One, Act Two, Act Three is kind of like a begin, a beginning, a middle, and end of a story, and yeah. and you're going to have a story there that's just going to be. Uh, I, I don't want to say just kind of like fed to you or told to you, but it's going to be front and center. That's going to be a, a main yep. focus of these uh, episodes. Yeah, it's going to be its own thing. Supposedly, you can hop into Act, you know, Episode Two and complete it in its entirety and not be lost because you didn't play Episode One. Yeah, like it's they're all going to be their own things that take place in the Destiny universe. And I, I do hope that there is still some of those little threads about like there's something bigger happening, you know, out in the universe somewhere. Some some little I, mystery to to keep you yeah, sated. Because <laughs> I, I do I do really enjoy that like, oh, there's a little hint here about something. There's a little hint here about like, hmm, like the whole I wonder, I wonder stronghold where, in the uh in the exotic yeah, quest. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I wonder where that's going to. I, I like that, but it doesn't need to be front and center. Sure. Like the 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 story that is told as the main story of an episode should be clear and understandable and satisfying uh within just its own episode and it sounds like that's the route they're going yep i also also like the the three versus four i like yeah as as a as a tcg player um when you have too many releases in a year it is overwhelming as shit (laughs) yeah not only overwhelming for the player but overwhelming for people needing to pump out that much stuff So yeah, so I like I like a a a more focused uh, approach to this uh, having yeah. the three versus four. I think I think that that is a fantastic move. Yeah, no, I am all for it. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it works out. You know uh, how they have portrayed it will, uh, and I have I have confidence that it that it will. So I I'm excited about all that. Absolutely. Um, but well, yeah, so uh, that. Was there anything else we needed to cover tonight or say that that's kind of the end of what they talked about in the showcase in regards to final shape. They, they did uh, talk about and, and do some reveals and a trailer for the new season, but um, we're going to do an episode dedicated to just the new season um, that will be coming out. uh not next Tuesday because this episode is kind of taking place of that one. Um, but the Tuesday after, so we'll have, you know, a, about two weeks under our belt with the new season to really get into it and, uh, you know, investigate lore cards and feel out where the story is going. And, and then we'll, uh, we'll be ready to talk about that one. Figure out what the deal with, uh, super Saiyan heiress is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, um, I guess you want to do some shout outs. Do we have any? Uh, yeah, we've got a few that we can do here. Um, so and say the first shout out for, uh, this episode is coming to us from Apple podcasts. Uh, someone who is 
kind enough to leave us a five-star review. Thank you for that. That is always a big help. Uh, but yeah, this is from um, Dorath, who says, uh, The show is awesome. The reading of the lore is really good, and the hosts just gel together really well. You guys entertain me while I'm doing my route work. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Well, thank you. We're like, we're like, we're, yeah, gel. Yeah, we're the we're the mold that keeps the hair together. <laughs> However, you want to use that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh... I know. I, I'm behaving. Yes. Be happy yes, with are. that, damn it. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. Um, but yes, so thank our, you. So, yes, thank you. Uh, our second shout-out for, for the episode comes to us from uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Ah, you said uh, it. I didn't think you'd call it that. <laughs> Every now and then. Um, Still not but, calling it uh, X, are we? No, never. Thank God. This is this one's coming to us from uh, Kieran, I believe is... is how it's pronounced apologies if it's not um but they say greetings from a fellow warlock lore enthusiast loved your recent series on thorn and the last word and my favorite exotic lumina i really enjoy the long form content series and i will recommend it to a friend who recently got into the lore great work yeah that was that was that was a fun one to cover i really i mm-hmm. again that quadruple agent fucked me up completely i was not ready for that i didn't realize that that was a thing and it's I still like I still am having a hard time coming to terms with it, but yeah, no, that entire story is freaking amazing. Way way more stuff in it than I than even I realized. Uh, it's pretty wild. So yeah, and, and if you like Lumina, there's there's some shit coming for that apparently. Like yeah, this healing auto rifle. I don't yeah healing not, legendary not just, auto rifle. Like yeah, not just a auto rifle, like a whole new archetype yeah. of auto rifle. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I I am support, looking forward to role. some of the new Healers sh- stuff Healers unite! Yes. Uh, but yeah, but thank you. I'm you know very glad that to hear that I uh, you enjoyed that story as much as we enjoyed telling it, and uh, and that you're you're feeling the the long form uh, content series because those are a lot of fun to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So la- last shout out for uh, for this episode also comes to us from that same platform. Uh, this comes to us from Scarlet, who in response to last week's episode uh, said, amazing episode. Miss- missed y'all and glad you're back. Uh, any thoughts on Finch hopefully resing his guardian for a mission next season? Oh, shit. Uh, he might. I love when y'all go in super in depth with the topic. But this season so, being, I mean, he might, maybe he might. He Finch, might. Finch is a lot more amenable than Edgelord Amaru. This so, is true. Uh, this is true. Yeah, I, could, I feel like I could have uh, a beer with Finch. Uh, Edgelord Amaru would probably just kill me. <laughs> yes, probably. Like I, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even offer to have a beer with me. He would just kill me outright and be like done. Uh, and and just to to make it perfectly clear if it wasn't already um i at least i don't know i don't know that zor has have not played any of the new season none of it um so touch it yet if 
if literally mission one Finch reses his hive guardian to be an ally or something, I have no idea. I will know in, you know, about an hour. So if, if he does, we've officially confirmed that myth and I live in the future and we can, yes. we can, we are our own Oxot machine. <laughs> no, Oxa. Fuck. Which is which? I don't know. Damn it. You're supposed to know this shit. So my brain doesn't confuse it. That sounds like a you problem. That is a me problem. All right. But uh but yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much. I always good to hear that you guys are enjoying what we're doing. Um I say if you know, you're you're listening to this and you want to support us in some way, uh just leaving a review on your platform of choice goes a really long way for us. Uh if you feel strongly enough to leave a text review and you want to do that, we we welcome those as well. Uh or you can touch base with us on uh our Twitter at myths and stories uh, with a Z instead of an S and you may be on the next shout out. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Thank you tonight. Who do I thank? Um, I thank consciousness for creating that. No, no, no. I got a better one. Thank you. Lewis Carroll for coming up with the idea of Alice in Wonderland. Um, I know he wrote the book while he was on opium. So, I mean, it, a lot of it now makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Through the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland, that entire idea of like, what if anything? I, I, it, it's fucky. I mean, yeah. that hand yeah. rib cage looking thing, I, that's, that's going to haunt my nightmares, man. Between that and the black goo the Guardian stuck in, like those two things, I'm like, nope, nope. You know me, I couldn't, I couldn't watch Fern Gully for years because of the big smog black tim curry <laughs> smog thing nope can't do it can't do it refuse yeah. so yeah uh thanks for haunting my nightmares but also creating the most coolest space that i've ever loved in my entire life well there you go haha uh anything else Smith? that's it all righty well then from all of us lore daddies to all of you guardians out there we'll see you next time